0: Do radiators actually give off radiation? Is the Golden Gate Bridge actually made of silver? (laughs) All these questions you can find the answer to on This Paranormal Life. Welcome to the podcast. I will be your host for today, Rory Powers, joined by my paranormal- What about me? (laughs) Okay, sorry, sir, please just wait one more second. Okay, what about me? Joined by my rude little host, (laughs) Kit Greer. I've become a goblin since you last (laughs) saw me. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time, what we do is every single week we investigate a brand new paranormal story, uh, creature, tale, Mm -hmm. and come to a conclusion within the hour, deciding whether or not it is in fact the truth. That's right it's not easy we make it look easy that's right we make it look like we're a couple of hacks in a living room sitting down spouting nonsense into a couple of microphones but there's years of research behind us i
1: mean there's a reason why this is a audio only format uh because our faces are weathered and old um we've aged extremely prematurely
0: yeah yeah you ever seen benjamin button yeah i was born old a baby (laughs) but old i don't know how that works wait was he born a baby but old he was or did he pop out a man he, he what well, did he pop out an old man did the woman just explode like how is that happening we're getting off topic here <laughs> uh we've covered a lot but look let me give you a taste for it i've got a little synopsis written out please do this like, like the blurb set a mood okay okay <clears throat> it's 7 30 november 5th 1975 Police Chief Chuck Ellison gets a panicked phone call from a man reporting a missing person. Now, presumably this isn't the first time Chief Ellison has gotten a missing persons report, but this is different because the man says he needs to meet with Ellison immediately.
1: Cuz Ellison wants to blow this thing off, really like he wants yeah. to be home oh, in like 15. Sure,
0: missing person. Yeah, yeah. I think it could be a missing person from my office. <laughs> You're a terrible police chief. <laughs>
1: Tell you what, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll meet you in half an hour if you bring six packs of Lucky Strike, all right, and half a bottle of Jack Daniels.
0: No, you don't understand. There's been a murder. Yeah, I'm about to murder this corona at about <laughs> 10 past. <laughs> is that a surfboard in your office? <laughs> what kind of place cheap is this? <clears throat> so reluctant to work. <laughs> Ellison gets in his car and drives to a nearby shopping center to meet with the caller. When he arrives, he finds a group of men, some crying, some in shock, just sitting there, pale as ghosts. Jesus. Now, these men were part of a logging crew who had been working that night out in the woods before they called in about the missing person. Mm -hmm. Ellison finally gets one of the men to talk, and he explains what happened that night. That their friend, Travis Walton, wasn't just missing. He'd been abducted. Whoa. Whoa. They use the A word the a word and
1: let me just as you said these guys were logging these ain't no like you know fancy pants silicon valley like up in the clouds
0: guys absolutely these are
1: men of the earth hard trustworthy earth people trustworthy Mugs let's hang people. on to that
0: word trustworthy <laughs> men doing hard trustworthy they work they probably
1: have freaking phds for all we do. yeah They're pretty probably smart ding-uses. as hell
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not what that means you know that right i got a phd yeah but a (laughs) what you said or what it really means
0: i know what a phd means you think you know what it means Mm. let's say it on three okay right one two three a hog pretty huge (laughs) dingus so we're on the same page (laughs) touché one of the reasons I wanted to investigate this story is because it's not just a great paranormal story. Yes, It's sir. actually a really great mystery as well. Okay. It unravels in a really romantic way. There's so much going on that you're just ripping your hair out trying wow. to find the answer. You're really selling
1: this to me. I think our listeners are in for a treat here.
0: I, I honestly think this podcast could be the next serial. <laughs> I think this is serial right now. I'm going like, to be serialing serialing this episode. Like am cuz I'm going to be serial serialing serialing. Yeah. You know, it's going to be, you know, a bit more serious tone. Gentle voices. Get, so, get our
1: NPR voices out. I
0: I don't want you to think that you you can't interrupt. So please do interrupt, okay. but also just don't talk over me at any given point. Okay. So okay. So, so, so uh, it's Okay. Just to make it No, that's fine. Uh, again, feel free to interrupt, but just don't talk but just, you, you, just don't don't say don't, talk, anything. Don't, call, don't talk over you. No. I just I want this to be an open zone I know just as Just, just as straightforward Okay yeah but if you could just Please No Stop problem, talking bro. over me So What's gonna be <laughs> You need to shut you the f*** up man Whoa <laughs> Sorry I lost my cool I don't know if they do that In cereal I reckon they cut that shit I, out <laughs> I think they do actually This is, this is me setting up the, the episode Yes sir A group of men enter The frosty Arizona woods And one man Does not return could this be the result of extraterrestrial interference or something much, much more sinister? From <laughs> What's T- more sinister than extraterrestrial? Again, could you not interrupt? Okay, dude. What's more sinister than what? Murder?
1: Than extraterrestrial intervention.
0: Oh, yeah, I see that. That's actually pretty freaking sinister. <laughs> now that I read it, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Again, please, let me see real. <clears throat> okay, got it. From TPL and GG Easy, this is the disappearance of Travis Walton. Play the music there. Mm -hmm. The serial Mm -hmm. music? David. Uh, No, don't actually don't play that. We will get sued. Don't play the don't do the serial (laughs) music. Let's start our journey. The year is 1975. It's Wednesday, November 5th, in the wintry town of Snowflake, Arizona. It's real. Not a real (laughs) (laughs) time. Definitely real. A group of men who had been contracted to work in the woods as loggers, essentially, Uh were out in the cold Arizona forest. Among these men were Rogers and Walton, two best friends who had known each other for years. Along with them was other crew members called Ken Peterson, John Goulette, Steve Pierce, Alan Dallas, and Dwayne Smith. Repeat them back to me, please. (laughs) That's a lot of names. Sir, (laughs) repeat... (laughs) <laughs> repeat them back to me I want to make sure you're it's getting all this it's almost as if you're
1: trying to drive home how real this is <laughs> and the town the name of the town I'm just imagining these like burly uh loggers yeah. from, from the midwest and it's like you know Nancy I think I'm gonna be gone all winter well <clears throat> Chuck offered me a job up in Snowflake Arizona <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were uh logging in Cupcake this weekend no <laughs> Snowflake this year <laughs> it does sound like
0: a, a place you would make up to just get away from the wife and kids yeah it's like where are you working this week i'm working in looks out the window snowflake <laughs> town and what are you gonna be doing <laughs> looks at the fireplace log king
1: <laughs> it's washing up at the same time it's like gonna be at splash mountain
0: <laughs> this weekend so the job that they were doing out there was huge it was one of the biggest contracts they'd ever been given oh boy which unfortunately meant the project was delayed meaning the men would usually have to work from 6 a.m. to sunset every day to try and catch up. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of hard, honest, trustworthy work. (laughs) So on November 5th, the sun was setting after a hard, honest, truthful day of logging. (laughs) The men packed up their gear and hopped into Roger's truck for the long drive back to Snowflake. People don't live like this. This is is a Budweiser ad. Look, I know this sounds like a children's book, but you just got to stick with me, okay? It's just my childlike voice (laughs) selling it that way. And my elvish ears. (laughs) My long blonde hair. Yes, I am cosplaying an elf. And your three foot five stature, (laughs) sir. You've shrunk since I've last seen you. I know it's, it's a real place. You're just going to have to trust me. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a paranormal investigator. You think I'd make shit up? <laughs> I only do it for cashola. <laughs> or to sell a book or a novel or a podcast. But I haven't got a book deal yet. <laughs> and this podcast doesn't make pod cash, So it would all be factual information today. They're dra- <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, the day that you see Rory wearing a Rolex is the day that he's made up some heavy duty shit. I feel like you're tainting my
0: serialing with your your poison. So if kind you could of dragging it down. Zip it. If you could hush, shut it. But feel free to chip Are in at hand any given necessary? moment. <laughs> They're driving down from the foresty roads, when all of a sudden they see a bright light coming from behind a hill in front of them. Okay. Strange. Probably a car. Could be anything. In front of the hill? A big car. (laughs) A giant flying car (laughs) with aliens in it. You've gone. He's lost it. (laughs) Foreign aliens? It's a goddamn Mexican plane. (laughs) I knew we should have built the wall. It won't help. I meant the the sky sky wall. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't stop aliens. I mean the space (laughs) wall. Who is this guy? A box! (laughs) Who is this character? just put me in a coffin! (laughs) This sounds like a (laughs) racist (laughs) paranormal conspiracist. The worst person that could exist. (laughs) Ever exist. So Rogers, driving the car, he takes it down the path following the light. And it wasn't long before they found the source. Oh. Rogers stopped the car. Hovering over their heads was a gigantic, mechanic, silver disc shining brightly in the night sky. What? We're not messing around here, people. What? We're diving straight in here. It is minute. We're,
1: we're in, like, the early stages of this podcast, and you're telling me that there is a saucer in Snowflake, Arizona? <laughs> in the trustworthy town of Snowflake? Best kept town,
0: 2013 through 2015? <laughs> At this point, Rogers has stopped the truck, and the men are all just staring at it. It's like they're hypnotized. I mean, for real. But that's when Walton gets out of the truck. (laughs) He starts walking towards the disc like he's in a trance. You know, it's weird. The other men start yelling at him to come back and come back, but he doesn't stop. He just keeps walking towards the disc. Wow. He continues to approach it until he's directly underneath it. Just looking up at it in awe. I mean, it must be the most incredible thing you've ever seen. He's not high. sucks.
1: Take me with you. I swear to God, I'm out here logging twelve hours a day. I'm losing my mind.
0: The ship takes off in fear. No.
1: This <laughs> is silence of Walter just being like, you know, you know, guys. I didn't really mean any of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I said I hated everyone around me. And then they're like, oh, it looks like
0: uh, the ship actually just stopped over there. Oh, shit! (laughs) Boss, wait, wait! He's gone. (laughs) So he's just standing there, looking up at the object. And that's when the ship begins to make a humming noise, like a large turbine. You can feel it. You can feel it in the air. At this point, the other men start panicking. They start screaming for Walton to step away. But he doesn't. He's just looking up at it. Until the ship begins to wobble gently from side to side. Right. This is when Walton slowly begins to step away from the disc. <laughs> the wobbling is where we drew the line. The disc
1: I could take, the lights I could take, the humming I can take. The, the- wobble? <laughs> Hell Are no. Are you shitting me? You know what else wobbles? I, 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 a rattlesnake. They like to wobble hey, and rattle. they're poisonous they as don't shit. They do wobble. They, w- they wobble That'd very wobble quickly. Snake.
0: <laughs> Sir...
1: I believe the the Latin name for the rattlesnake is actually Wobblus Wobblus.
0: I'll actually look it up. I have an encyclopedia of snake. Boobs. Don't look it up. <laughs> I will wobble so hard on you if you touch that book. <laughs> As Walton slowly begins to step away from the disc, a beam of blue light shoots down and strikes his body, blasting oh, him backwards shit. through the air. It's a, like a laser beam? Is what's happening? Essentially, until he just lays there limply on the ground. Oh, shit. Again, so I'm. T- this is the story that they are telling yeah. to Ellison, yeah, yeah, who yeah, has yeah. met them that night, yeah. the night of the missing person. Then his body begins to to rise upwards towards the ship
1: just like antigrav just starts floating up yeah i guess
0: let's pause right there what what are you thinking so far
1: this is uh fantastical far-fetched exactly frankly uh ridiculous
0: preposterous right um but also true and (laughs) i really want you to hone it hone in on that (laughs) well think, think about this okay so i mean this is a story it sounds ludicrous But this police chief has met with a group of, what, five, six men, all with the exact same story, crying, white as ghosts, in absolute panic. Yeah. Insisting that this is what they all just
1: witnessed. Like, so let's just, like, put ourselves in this situation. Exactly. You're the police officer. What is your first thought? Because, and, like, bearing in mind, you're no, like, (laughs) (laughs) go on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're no like uh you know head in the clouds police officer. You've just you've been dealing with cold hard facts since day one of police academy, okay? Yeah. So like I'm thinking if I was Mr. Ellison, is that the gentleman's Ellison, name? Yes. I'd be thinking these Logan boys probably Cracked Walton over the head With a shovel And now they're trying to Cover up their trails With some flimsy UFO case Is that what they're
0: Bringing to me right now? It does now? seem a little weird If you had murdered a man To go straight to aliens Not mm. like There was an accident Or he just wandered off Or we lost him in a blizzard mm. Straight to We legit saw him Get blasted by a beam And taken on board A spaceship
1: Yeah I don't know I don't know it's, I know it, what you it mean it's, it's not uh not It's not Intuitive but yeah people do crazy things
0: yeah <laughs> that's a really bad excuse for any of this it's also in yeah. my other podcast <laughs> people do crazy things it's more just me audio vlogging myself uh stealing shit around london <laughs> it's usually
1: topped and tailed not so much by <laughs> podcast advertisements as me uh, railing crack
0: live on the episode <laughs> We're gonna, I, I think actually have a little demo here of uh, episode one, so uh, you, can, you can check it out here. So I'm in, uh, I'm in the, the, the city of London today in the new shopping mall. We're just outside the uh, jewelry store here, so I'm just gonna just gonna approach it, and look nonchalant. Hello, sir. C-c-c- can I help you there? Uh, yeah. Oh, hi. Um, <clears throat> I was looking for a new watch for my wife. Um, <laughs> okay. could you possibly take off the scarf, sir? I can't uh, really no. see your face. No, my wife is uh-huh. scared of my own mouth, so I have to wear it all all time. Yep. <laughs> um, could you look over there look- for a second, please? What's just over there? there? Jeez! This is shit! Why oh, do people geez. do crazy things? <laughs> Welcome to episode one. Of people do crazy shit. Someone stop that! Man. Oh, they nicked me! They nicked me! Oh, oh, oh! For oh, one and only episode.
1: <laughs> the, the jeweler runs up to to your bleeding out body. He goes,
0: Jesus, people really do do crazy things. <laughs> All right. So at this point. We've come full circle. See what I'm doing here? I'm serialing. I'm trying to cereal us. <laughs> you keep using that. I mean, I think the more you use that word to
1: describe it, it's kind of like you can't use a, the word to describe a word. This is a cereal. I think the more
0: you say I'm it,
1: serialing. it makes it less like cereal, I would say.
0: <laughs> Brunch then? <laughs> Perhaps.
1: So confused
0: about what cereal is. <laughs> Not a meal, really. <laughs> so we're back. ...at where our story started. It's 7.30, November 5th, approximately an hour after the abduction. Mm. And one of the men calls the police chief to report that one of the logging crew is missing. Police chief Ellison meets the crew that night at a nearby shopping centre, as we said, to hear what happened. They tell him the whole story. Now, as we discussed, Ellison was obviously sceptical, but he said later on, quote-unquote... If they were acting, they were awfully good at it. Ooh. Now, Ellison really doesn't know what to do about this. I mean, what would you do? What can you do? Either he's been abducted and he's gone, or Mm. they've murdered him, and you now need to, by yourself, place all of these men under arrest. Yep. He eventually notifies his superior, passing the blame, like the (laughs) hack that he is. I'm telling you,
1: he's trying to get off, go surfing. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Hit some of those sweet, sweet snowflake waves. Gnarly snowflake waves that Snowflake is
0: known for. I love the irony of Snowflake being known for its golden sandy beaches (laughs) and roasting hot summers. (laughs) (laughs) Probably gets pretty cold around here. Not really.
1: (laughs) Nope. Isn't it weird that Iceland's green and Greenland's ice? Wow, we've never seen a drop of snow in 200 years. (laughs) It's actually named for its lack
0: of snow. <laughs> yeah, it's more ironic thing. <laughs> anyway, don't go uh, down to town no stab, because it gets uh, pretty violent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Safest city in the, in the Midwest. <laughs> Do you mean that? Nope. <laughs> Literally?
0: No. <laughs> Metaphorically? Also, no. (laughs) I'm sorry to inform you, you've been been missold this travel package. (laughs) Now, give me your keys. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first guy you meet when you go to Snowflake. We use opposites to keep our spirits up (laughs) because it is so a blistering (laughs) hot here in Snowflake. (laughs) We've gone mad. (laughs) Blistering me out. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm. All right. So he notifies his superior, Sheriff Mauling Gillespie, who, after hearing the story from Ellison, says to keep the crew there. Obviously, something doesn't seem right about the situation. Smart. Smart. Yeah, it's, it's smart. That's why he's the superior. That's right. So Gillespie arrives and interviews the men, and they tell him the exact same story that they just told Ellison. <clears throat> and afterwards. Rogers, who was driving the truck at the time, insists that they go back out into the woods that night and look for Walton.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. Now, this takes a bit of convincing because obviously it's late and the men are shook up. Eventually, Rogers and a few of the other men and police officers head back out into the woods to look for Walton. Yeah. A few of the other men were apparently too upset to help in the hunt so they just went back to Snowflake to relay the information of what happened to Walton to presumably his loved ones and slackers family. yeah slackers, cowards and cowards yeah. slackers and cowards so the crew that went out to look for him reached the woods and began searching scouting the area for any trace of Walton or what had happened but after hours of searching they turn up completely empty handed okay no sign of Walton But also, no physical evidence at all of anything from the crew's story. I'm so surprised (laughs) that you said that, Rory. There was no
1: ship debris? (laughs) There were no alien eggs in the woods? What? It is kind of, again, coming back to the point of view of these police officers, interesting position to be in, being taken back to the scene of the crime kind of yeah but also again you're not really sure about these guys so you're kind of you're like am I just being led astray you're I'm sure there's a lot of like kind of double double guessing
0: in your head it's tough and this is why I'm trying to serial from both sides (laughs) so the officers at the scene start to get a little bit on edge yeah right you got this group of men out here who claim their friend just disappeared with no evidence to back it up yeah If Walton was still out here lost in the woods, with the temperature at this time of the year, it wouldn't be long before he had hypothermia. So, he's not lasting long out here by himself in any condition. Yes, understood. By the morning of November 6th, the entire area where Walton had gone missing had been searched by volunteers and officials. Still, there was no trace of him anywhere.
1: I'll tell you where they didn't search. (laughs) Up. (laughs) Up. Two letters for you.
0: Up. Y'all want to know where Walton went? Yeah, if you have any information. Points. (laughs) Points straight up.
1: Can you uh, please speak that for the record for this recording? Straight up. Maybe to a slight angle, but mostly
0: up. Some things men will never know what angle he departed this (laughs) earth. But we do know he went up. The velocity also unknown but direction up (laughs) looking into the night sky
1: every one of them little twinkly stars up there a lost soul (laughs) that's not how it works right I think it is anyway you
0: guys want to buy some weed (laughs) we are literally police (laughs) shit man I didn't see that I was too busy looking looking up up the whole time. He doesn't see anyone, then walks away, hits a tree. Damn it. Damn it. This is some good loud. He's gonna be dead tomorrow. (laughs) We should look for him now. If you are somebody who loves all things spooky then Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast is the one for you. My name is Emma, I am the host of Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast and every week I bring to you three podcast episodes that are full to the brim with paranormal stories. Every Wednesday and Friday I release a mini episode which is dedicated to the spooky stories of our listeners and every Sunday we deep dive into a famous paranormal case. You can find Real Life Ghost stories wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest.
1: Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now...
0: the police are keeping their eyes on the loggers who were present when Walton disappeared. They're starting to believe this entire story could possibly be to cover up a homicide. And at this point, that's the only logical explanation. Maybe it was done in a fit of rage. They've almost convinced themselves that it was an accident. Mm. Or they've led them to a place they know he won't be. So they can look like they're helping to search for the body.
1: They're also one of the only people in society who are outside of horror movies allowed to wield chainsaws yeah and axes
0: yeah and that's those are pretty decent murder weapons i would say pretty up there i mean
1: they're definitely katana
0: number one obviously (laughs) so
1: samurais would definitely be better at murdering but i think the samurai was kind of laid off a long time ago
0: in terms of modern day jobs pretty up there so Rogers and Sheriff Coplin go back to Snowflake to tell Walton's mother what's happened.
1: Oh, Jesus. Hardest yeah. Part of job.
0: Anyway, Roger tells her what's happened, and, you know, you're assuming that she's going to be shocked and heartbroken at this news. But instead, she simply asks... Mm, I guess I'll give her an old woman voice. Mm. Has anyone except the police and eyewitnesses heard about this story? It's a weird response, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you've just been told your son was abducted by aliens. Yeah. Most likely by the man who has murdered your son if he hasn't been abducted. (laughs) And your response is, does anybody else know? (laughs) Oh, is he just up again? (laughs) Should be back any minute. Which, I don't know. It's weird. I guess maybe for the sake of your family and the legacy of your son- Maybe you don't want that to be a public thing. So you're like, does anyone else know about this? Because this is... I guess. weird? I think it's a weird response. It's an extremely weird response. I
1: mean, you're like, your brain would just not go
0: there. Yeah. You'd just be distraught. So Walton's mother wants to make sure that this story doesn't spread too far. Yeah. That's absolutely what happens. (laughs) By Saturday, the tale of Walton's abduction has spread internationally. (laughs) (laughs) The town of Snowflake... Is filled with news reporters Tourists And paranormal investigators I'm just I'm just imagining
1: She's like Does anyone else know about this I would like to keep this On the down low And the police officer Is just remembering back To about half an hour previous (laughs) Across a PA system Across the town At 2am There is a man Presumed Abducted (laughs) By alien graves (laughs) Stay in your homes
0: (laughs) I cannot stress this enough They will return for us all. Thank you, good night. But at the minute, they've only returned for Travis Walton, who lives at 83 Snowflake Lane, local town. Their family would lack privacy
1: at this time.
0: So all of these people have now come to Snowflake trying to figure out what happened to Walton, trying to crack this mystery. So one of the visitors was... Fred never said this name before. Okay, Silvanus. Sla- S- Silvanus. He is a. I'm gonna call him Fred. That's easier. His name. His first name's Fred. I'm not <laughs> making up a name for him. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna call him Joe. You call <laughs> everyone Joe. <laughs> Shut up, Joe. Uh, he's a UFO investigator <clears throat> who arrived in Snowflake and began interviewing the various loggers who were there when Walton disappeared. Okay, cool. Now, Fred was obviously trying to gather information about the events that took place so that he could possibly build a time frame in his mind of what happened that night, what happened to Travis Walton. Understood. Now, the little details were important here. For example, I'm going to serial a bit here again. (laughs) Did any of the crew have any personal problems with Walton? Of course. Was there any tension between workers prior to the disappearance. I mean, really questions that the police should have been asking. Yeah, but but they wanted to hang (laughs) 10 in the golden beaches of Snowflake. We're talking chief and goddamn constable on the same board. Yeah. Uh, Turns out there was tension. Oh. One of the workers, Alan Dallas, allegedly had a nasty temper and had come close to fighting other members of the crew on numerous occasions. Oh. Suspect number one. Dwayne Smith was known for his inexperience that often put the rest of the crew at risk. Okay. Mm, Suspect number two. And while they were good friends, it's important to note that Walton actually dated Roger's sister, Dana. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So already we're seeing possible motives for the crew to be involved in the disappearance. It's not looking good for the crew at this point. They all have Mm. something that could be a reason behind Walton's disappearance. Although the the dating
1: um, Mrs. Dana, yeah. that, I feel like that one's kind of tenuous. I mean, d- is
0: that really <laughs> grounds to kill someone? Well, I think it's it's worth noting. It's, yeah. it's, it's important information in this case. I think it's something to flag up. It is worth saying that uh, Rogers and Walton had been friends for years, yeah, years and years. Yeah, yeah. So aside from the possibility that Rogers didn't like walton dating his sister and wanted him gone or maybe walton wasn't treating her right you know it's weird it's it's hard but it's important information to nail down uh in this serial um (laughs) one thing this is really interesting Mm -hmm. one thing that fred also found troubling was the contract that the crew had been working now remember what i said at the start of the story rogers and his workers were massively behind schedule Okay. they have been working from 6am to sunset every day. Yep. At the rate they were going, they were never going to finish in the contracted time. Now, because of Walton's disappearance and the days of searching that follow, Rogers and his men were unab- unable to complete the contract with the Forest Service. Okay. The disappearance had completely shifted the focus from them failing to complete the project.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. And as I said, this was the biggest contract they'd ever landed before. they have been working with the Forest Service for years, and all of a sudden they can't fill this contract, and as it approaches the deadline, one of the crew disappears and derails everything. Mm. That's definite motive. If you've got someone in the logging crew that you do not like, and you need to find a way out of this, you get the whole town out into the woods making work impossible for you. Yeah, I mean, it, but... yeah, absolutely. It's kind
1: of funny, though, to think of a time, I think everyone who's listening can think of a time in their careers when they've been really pushed to the wire yeah. on a project, on a, a deadline, on some, some sort of report. Um, I'd like to know by a show of hands how many people considered faking their... You, sir. Yes, my hand is raised. I, I didn't I assume to get you're to talking of murder, though. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, I'll slowly... Drop that, sheriff. Get in here. No, <laughs> he admitted to it. But I was gonna say, how many people have considered faking their own death to get to get out of a project? Well,
0: I guess like faking your own death requires a huge change in your life. Yeah. Whereas this is just a huge change permanently in someone else's. <laughs> Very
1: permanently. <laughs> so let's rephrase that. You've got a huge report due. You mm-hmm. and a colleague. Um, you kill the colleague yeah. to take the heat off the report that was due.
0: Yeah. Like, when you're thinking about a school project, this is this is a contract possibly worth hundreds of thousands of pounds. But,
1: I mean, what happens if you renege on a contract? I mean, I guess that, that it, it discredits
0: your firm, I suppose, which could be a financial uh, sort of suicide. Exactly. Well, this is it. Now, you know, if they ever want to work with the Forest Service, which I assume, I don't know how many services there are in the forest? Yeah. I'm assuming one it's, and it's them. It's like dot <laughs> And if you're a logger big, big... you should have the forest on your side. <laughs> I think that's <laughs>
1: logger 101. That's true. There's, there's a limited number of trees out there okay people?
0: There really are. And we need to cut more of them down. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly. So, these are the questions we have to ask ourselves. Could Walton have been murdered by his own crew either for personal reasons or to cover up their work problems? And if they did... Why such an elaborate story? Absolutely, that's what I'm wondering. It's weird, it's just, it's a lot confusing. So it didn't take long before there were growing suspicions among the community and the police that it seemed like the rest of the loggers had been involved with Walton's disappearance. Okay, okay. It obviously seemed much more likely that Walton had just been killed brutally, on purpose or by accident, that he was abducted by aliens.
1: Yeah, at this point, the believability of your alibi really that's where it, 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 the rubber hits the road it's got to be you've got to have a believable alibi and yeah. they kind of kind of fluffed it on that one i think
0: well at least they're maybe they're like hey solidarity though that'll that'll show them we'll all say it's an alien <laughs> it's like <laughs> i guess yeah i you could try it
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's gonna be their word against our word well what about their word
0: against Six words. (laughs) And then the police chief shows up and is just like, I told you, aliens. Do we believe them, chief? Mm, I don't know. There are six of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They could beat us up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Rogers and the rest of his crew are brought to the Arizona Department of Public Safety and administered a polygraph test. We're getting some science behind this thing.
1: Debatable, but yeah, some sort of machine anyway.
0: Exactly. Uh, Now, this would hopefully prove once and for all that the story told by the crew is real or it's false. Could you please uh, for the for the listeners at home the the, the
1: dumb dumbs who, who don't dumb. who don't know what a, what a what a what a poly what do you call it polygraph. <clears throat> yeah, I mean I'm I'm familiar with them but for the people who aren't right if you could just. You know what it
0: is but I'll say it and then you'll tell me if I know what it is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. A polygraph mm-hmm. is the technical term for a lie detection test. Uh-huh. The test was administered by Cy Gibson. Who, honestly, just got straight to the point. He asked these questions. I don't know why he's German, but I'm gonna make him German. Have you or any of the crew ever caused any harm to Mr. Walton? Do you know that Mr. Walton's body is buried? Did you see a UFO the night Mr. Walton disappeared? Now, obviously, all of the men denied hurting or knowing who had hurt Walton. They also denied knowing where his body was, but every single member of the crew insisted that they had seen a UFO that night. Okay? The results of the polygraph test concluded that every member of the crew was telling the truth. okay. so they so
1: basically, the little polygraph, they're like, Heart rates, their like the sweat in their bra, it was all totally flat. They were like cool as cucumbers.
0: Cool as cucumbers. The official quote from the report stated, These polygraph examinations prove that these five men did see some object that they believed to be a UFO. And that Travis Walton was not injured or murdered by any of these men on that Wednesday. What do you make of that? Because polygraphs are
1: no, i believe no longer admissible in court in most countries
0: yeah i because i think the accuracy rate is 93 percent is it yeah i thought i believe
1: so oh did see i'm saying that i thought they were not admissible anymore because they were not deemed to be
0: well i think seven percent is enough of a uh, range of error
1: okay that yeah you, you can't but i'm fairly sure you can't, you that can't it hang is someone yeah you know, on the
0: base. of so Let me there. check. I, I do want to know this like going forward. It would just be interesting. It definitely, my last Google search was LeBron James. <laughs> I just want everyone on the podcast to know that. Second one down, how to play like LeBron James. LeBron James workout diet. <laughs> <laughs> what did LeBron eat to get that tall? <laughs> Become tall? Quote, unquote, LeBron James. Okay, so... Uh, proponents will say the test is about 90% accurate. Critics will say it's about 70% accurate. So it's actually pretty accurate. God damn. I I, mean, either way, yeah. I I, mean, obviously 70% accurate still leaves a lot of room for error. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, 90 to 70% accuracy with the testimony of multiple men all concluding in the exact same way. Yeah, it's true. I mean, once you
1: start, like, multiplying those probabilities, it's like you're left with
0: a pretty small chance
1: that they're lying.
0: So, after the polygraph test, Sheriff Gillespie made a public announcement that he honestly believed the abduction really happened. Wow. Saying there's no doubt they're telling the truth. This is the 70s, people. What do you do at this point? Because you can't... These men have passed the polygraph test, which at the time was the only way to tell whether someone was lying or telling the truth. Mm-hmm. They have their, I guess, an alibi that, that you kind of have to believe them, because there's no one else to to testify against them. So what do you do? You can't. They're and, off the and hook. There's absolutely
1: no evidence.
0: No, and they, they he's, can't he's find not, any source. He hasn't
1: turned up anywhere. No. Yeah. You kind of just got to take their fingerprints and they're like, all right, well, unless a body turns up in a river in the next three years. Yeah,
0: I guess, like, keep an eye on the the crew. Yeah. It's it's not a good situation to be in because you're probably living in this quite close snowflake community Mm -hmm. with these men who have possibly murdered their friend. So at this point, it's five days after the incident took place. The police have stopped searching for Walton Because of the crew's testimonies and polygraph exam results, none of them are considered suspects in the disappearance. The investigation is at its end. Either Walton truly was abducted by aliens, as the men claimed, or Walton's dead and no one can be prosecuted. Flash forward. It's 12.05am on November 10th. Walton's sister is sleeping peacefully with her husband, Grant, when the phone rings. Now, Grant, who is Walton's brother-in-law, wakes up and answers the phone, curious to find out why someone's calling after midnight. Grant answers the phone. Hello? Uh-huh. There's a moment of silence, until he hears a voice shouting on the other side of the phone. They brought me back! Travis oh. Walton was alive! Oh. <gasps> And that's the end of this week's podcast. Oh, geez, you're
1: killing me here.
0: Oh. Good googly moogly. Sorry to end on a cliffhanger like that, guys. Oh, but don't be sorry. This is a crazy story. It's a good story. This crazy mystery, this insane disappearance. Are you kidding me? Oh, God. God, chills. We got so many things to work out. we got to figure out where he's gone, why his mum was such a creep. Yeah, there's so many things. And if you think there's weird stuff happening in this episode, Jesus Christ we're going up next week (laughs) it is gonna get so weird and bananas but again like there's a reason why people say this is one of the most interesting alien abductions of all time this is crazy I've never even heard of this this is amazing I know what a like gem to stumble across so I hope you guys enjoyed that episode and um next week we will be back on Tuesday to conclude our story and find out what happened in the disappearance of Travis Walton thank you for listening